Hey, what's up, guys? Peace to you all. This is another episode of the Brothers of Destruction podcast, and I'm your host, Anthony King, and I got my good brother with me. Duquan Donovan. What's good, my brother? What's going down? Yo, happy anniversary to Becky Lynch for becoming the biggest star in wrestling, bro. You know what? It has been a year. Mm-hmm. Damn, the time flew. I didn't even think about that. Right. Right. Damn, maybe I should show her some more love on my universe mode in 2K20. Because uh, I ain't getting maybe I ain't been giving her no opportunities on my universe <laughs> mode. <laughs> well, she's been one of the most dominant champions in the E since WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to give the other girls some some love. You know what I mean? True. True that. Shoot. How'd you feel about Raw this week? Can I be honest with you? <laughs> it's what we here for. <laughs> you wanna <laughs> you want to hear it now? Oh no, you know what? Well, you want you want to hold it down? Oh, let, 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 let's get into the show. Okay. So Becky Lynch opened up the show. And before we even get into her segment, sidebar, we saw Vic Joseph and Jerry Lawler moved up front by the ring on commentary. That right. was a, that was different. <laughs> mm-hmm. J- just because we don't see that often. And Dio Madden was missing, selling the Hell out of that F5 from Brock, because this is like two weeks now. Was it last week or was it the week before? Okay. It might have been last week, but it's that's still a long time to be selling the F5. You you right. you a wrestler, you was a wrestler yourself. So <laughs> so he's selling. And then didn't they have and didn't they have um um Jared the King Laura tell him like thank you or something like that? Yeah. Okay. That was cool. All right, so yeah. Becky, she opened up the show and she spoke a piece about her upcoming battle at Survivor Series. And it was that good old Becky talk to start off Raw, what we are accustomed to. And then we find mm-hmm. out that we're going to have her and Charlotte Flair team up instead to take on the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Why, why, why Becky? I, I get it. I, I, I don't get it. Because Natalia has been dominant towards those ladies for the past two weeks. So why, why would we put Becky in that spot? Yeah, because they, they could have put somebody else so word on the street is Natalia couldn't make it due to some family obligations or something like that. So I guess they, mm-hmm. I guess the best person they could find was Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion. Throw her in the spot. Yeah, but I also heard another rumor as well. What's up? Is to set up Oscar versus Becky, and you got to have Oscar look strong. That's why Becky took the pin from Oscar. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. Well, Charlotte Flair. She came out and, like, she had pyro spark for every title ring. Because <laughs> when she came out, them things, it was like it was like the July 4th <laughs> mm-hmm. for her entrance. Mm-hmm. But all jokes aside, though, that match was really good. <laughs> it, was, it was back and forth. And then Shayna Baszler appeared by ringside. And I noticed it, man. She's been there every night since this NXT invasion. Constant. She's the only constant. Like, she's the one, bro. But Logic would say it's... It, it's funny to me because all four of these women in the match are on Raw, and it could have just beat her ass for what NXT's been doing for these past couple of weeks, but they let her live and let her watch. And I had a, I had a thought, too. Wait, no, question, actually. Does Charlotte do the Ric Flair color thing where if she wears red, she loses like her dad? I never noticed that. That's something to look into, though. No, I was wondering because when she came in with that blue on, I was like, shit. <laughs> it's time to lose. Yeah, right? no, because I'm like, yo, the Kabuki Warriors might lose because she's wearing blue. Mm-hmm. Nah, but that, that, I'm glad that they retained and Becky took the pin, the roll up pin that right. is. Mm-hmm. The most dangerous move in wrestling. But right before, yeah, and right, 
<laughs> right before the victory took place, Bailey came out to fight Shayna, and that kind of distracted Becky actually. Mm-hmm. But Bailey got her ass laid out. Right. She, um, can she I ask had... you a question? What's up? All right, this is going to Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio. I know why they did it, but the continuity is all the way off, bro. How can Bailey show up as a champion from SmackDown and be still the champion on SmackDown, but Brock has to go to Raw and stay on Raw? Yeah, that's a good ass point. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, like they plot holes are just, oh my gosh. Like, because if you think about it, Bailey got to attack Becky. Even if she didn't get to lay out Shayna, she still got her some. And that's what Brock mm-hmm. could have did. He could have gotten some still. Uh-huh. The continuity, bro, is just all the way the fuck off. <laughs> Next, we had a backstage segment that set up our six man main event, our six man tag match main event between the OC, Ricochet, Umberto, and Randy Orton who decided to randomly turn face and team up with a man that forgot he got RKO'd by him just a week ago. Just a week ago. I, I also have a, a question about this. Like, this, this, this Raw been just one of the most confusing Raws to me just because of continuity. And this, this time is because of camera work, right? So we're going to have two arguments in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. You got Ricochet and Randy arguing to start the segment. Then the segment goes to the OC just picking on Humberto. Yeah, they were, like, 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 yeah, all three of them were bullying. <laughs> they were bullying my boy. Like, they were bullying boy. And then Ricochet come defend them. Ricochet get all angry. Then they start bullying Ricochet. Like, you couldn't have them walk out the room or, like, be in a hallway. Like, you couldn't do another camera work thing with that. Like, I just felt like that was a little bit too... That, that was just lazy, like, film production to me. It... Yeah, it definitely was something that stood out when I first saw it. I said, okay, what's going on here? But anyway, we they gave that to us. And then after that, we we got Drew McIntyre versus Sin Cara. And the first thing I thought about was, yep, Sin Cara about to get that ass whipped for requesting a release. Even though this was a taping, I still felt like I saw the future on this one. All right. I heard the match is the reason he asked for the release. Because he realized he was like on a treadmill, just running in place. Wow. You know, when you think about it, though, Drew got... He got the win, but not as fast as I thought it would have happened. So it was mm-hmm. a semi-squash. So I could see why, how Sin Cara could feel like, yo, y'all low-key, y'all put me in a in a spot where it looks like I'm about to be doing good, but all I'm doing is just losing. I'm just handing out Ws for everybody. Yep. Yep. And I got another, I got another act that's about to... You know, we about to talk about that doing the same thing. But go ahead. Okay. Well, after that, then we got this weird Eric Rowan segment. I can't really say too much about it because it, it wasn't much to show. It's just it, it just showed a, a camera view where he appeared to be speaking to us, but it seemed like he was speaking to a baby. I don't know. I wonder what's up with that. Let me ask you a question. So the first thing, no, let me tell you something. The first thing that popped in my head was when Bray Wyatt was dressed as Sister Abigail before he caught um um what was that that him and Roman caught. What was it? Meningitis? Yeah. The monks, right. I thought that was Bray Bray Wyatt in the show. (laughs) So snap. It was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yo, why are we doing Sister Abigail again? Like, we good with the fiend. Like, I didn't understand what the hell was going on. They started some. I'm wondering what's going to happen. They didn't even really spend, they didn't spend much time on it because they Mm -hmm. they showed that and then the next match was up and it was R-Truth going against the Singh brothers in a handicap match for the 24-7 championship. And 
Yo, Samir be so stank when he strut his hips, bro. He, he, he think he's Ziggler. He's the Indian Dolph Ziggler. Yo, that shit be having me rolling. <laughs> and, you know, and then the match, it went from the ring to the backstage because the running around the ring, they did that, that running around shit. That shit be, it's funny. It's, it's hilarious. But they, mm-hmm. they ended up running backstage and the Sings went into the women's locker room first by accident. Right. And then when they got out of there, they went into Eric Rowan's room. And he pretty much killed them, but didn't take the 24-7 title. Because it's not important. Our <laughs> truth came in Rowan's room after they got beat down. And it was like, uh, truth, help, help us. <laughs> truth looked down and saw them on the floor. <laughs> they looked up and saw Rowan standing there and just nodded his head like. <laughs> I think y'all need some privacy. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all need privacy. Let me get the lights for y'all. Close the door. <laughs> no title change. That was one of the segments of the night, though, off rip. Right. It, and it also it also brings in the case of Rowan got a lot of television time tonight. He did. He did. A lot of it. He did. Yeah. After that, we got Seth Rollins in the ring speaking. He said he's not going to go anywhere in Monday Night Raw as his show. This is Monday Night Rollins. And then... After that, the crowd started ringing out NXT chants. That was a crazy call and response there for mm-hmm. him to, for him to, you know, to declare that he's here for Raw, and they start chanting NXT. So, who's here? The crowd or, or Seth? Who's is the crowd here in Seth face? Well, they were in London. They, I think they knew what the buzz was about. They were well, England, not London, but I knew. I think they knew what the buzz was about, and they had a feeling who was going to come out. Right. Right. Well, so good. that's what the NXT champs were. Well, at least he okay. Well, at least he issued an open challenge to the United Kingdom's best. And the first person I thought about was Walter. And then out came Imperium. Made my dreams come true. I said yes. That wasn't the first person. I thought it was going to be Pete Dunne. What? You really thought that? Yeah, I wanted it to be Pete Dunne. That's not a bad thought. That's not a yeah. bad. I thought about Walter only because he's a United Kingdom champion. So mm-hmm. that was why he was the first person that came to mind. Like, oh, they and then he was on SmackDown, right? But when he came out and had his gear on, I said, yeah, uh oh. And he almost backhanded Alexander Wolf too. Yo, almost took his head off. I was just about to say that. Almost took boy head off. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing he did because that'd have been bad. Right. But uh, but Walter Walter, like we said on SmackDown, he looks like a big deal. Yeah. He accepted the challenge, so we got Seth Rollins versus Walter for the first time ever, and it was a treat. I loved every bit of it. Whatever we, whatever they were willing to give us, I, mm-hmm. I appreciated it. I loved it. But, of course, we wasn't going to get a clean decision. Yeah, not with Seth Rollins in the ring. Yeah. You know, they, they, they went until Imperium couldn't wait no more outside the ring. It was like, all right, it's time to go. They decided to interfere. <laughs> but <laughs> that caused the Street Profits and Kevin Owens to come out to Seth's aid. Mm-hmm. So it went from one-on-one to now an eight-man tag team match, player. Player. <laughs> <laughs> so we went. So we had Seth, Montez, Dawkins, and KO versus Imperium. And this was mm-hmm. fun, too. It was. It was. It was pretty fun, but guess what? Imperium lost, and Alexander Wolf, someone who used to be on the main roster, returned to it and got treated how he was always treated, and that's eat the pen. Yo. That's the first, bro. That's the once I see him get stunned, I say it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over because because we know he's stunned. And then they set him up with the roll and the and the stump, and I'm like, 
bruh. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about Imperium losing, but I guess one of the weaker links lost, and they still protected Walter. So I guess that is what it is until we see another day. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see at the end of the match when Montez started glitching out? Uh. When he was shaking the ropes doing the warrior, but he was glitching though. You seen that? Nah. Yo, I thought I was watching a fake video, bro. I, I swear to you, he was glitching, bro. Okay, I'm see now that's something for me to go check back. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> the way he was shaking the ropes, it looked like I was watching a cartoon. It didn't look real, bro. He was glitching, bro. <laughs> well, that being that as a taping, I'm sure they was messing with a couple of these, these, these audio and video clips. Mm-hmm. So that might have been one of the reasons. Could have been. Could have been. Next up, we got Cedric Alexander with half an entrance. He went, he, he went against Andrade. And your, uh, boy, your boy Cedric has superb offense until Zelina yep. distracted him and, you know, helped Andrade secure a victory, and now his streak continues. But I don't have much to say. I mean, it was a good match, and that's that. You know, the saga all continues. I'm gonna say, all I'm going to say is this. Cedric going to be in the same spot as Sin Cara if they keep on doing what they're doing. For the next two or three years, yeah, Cedric you know, will be in the same spot as Sin Cara. I, don't, I hope not. I hope not. Cedric is too talented, and he gets too much love on commentary, man, all the time for for this to just happen. Mm. Uh, sidebar, I found out mm-hmm. that Alistair Black is injured, so I thought we wasn't going to see him, but he still showed up. He still appeared on Raw, and he cut a promo. The same promo he's been cutting, but I hope, right. but I hope his injury isn't that bad. Then Lana came out right. and cut a cringy promo about how sex with Bobby Lashley is good, and that they had sex for the first time seven weeks, and she knows because they had. I don't. I don't know how. I forgot what was the reason, but she said they had sex for the first time seven weeks ago. But she's nine weeks pregnant, so that meant Rusev, who's her soon-to-be ex-husband, huh. is the father of the baby. And then Rusev comes out, and they start bickering back and forth till Lana starts attacking him, and then Lashley runs out there and lays his ass out. I mean, for a second, bro, I thought Lana. Lashley and Rusev caught the Canellas. That's what I'm going to call that. The Canellas, bro. I thought that's what <laughs> Okay. Uh, are you ready? This is this is my hot take. I'm, go, I'm about up? to go all in. I don't care who feels a way about it. Like I said a couple of weeks back, this is your Attitude Era segment of the week. If you want the Attitude Era back, you have to take the bad shit from the Attitude Era. Right. And this is some of the bad right. shit from the Attitude Era. Right? Yeah, we had The Rock, we had The Austin, we had Triple H, we had all this good talent and stuff like that. But we had a right. lot of shit storylines in the Attitude Era. You, you ever notice they are, they always play Bobby Lashley and Rusev after the 10 o'clock hour. Yeah, they and, always and show that makes sense because even The Rock had a Hands funny down. ass storyline with Billy Gunn and, had, and, and, and did some chemical shit up for his, I mean, had his ass burning or right. something. They, yeah, they always did some kooky shit. I guess people are so mm-hmm. divided with this one because it, it it feels like the people, and I like what Corey Graves said, because Corey Graves is not feeling the segment, but I, I liked his explanation for it. He was saying that this storyline feels like it's being written by somebody who doesn't have any relationship experience. You know, he said something along that lines, and I was like, oh, I could see <laughs> why some sense. people feel like, oh, you just insult non-intelligence at this point. But I thought they caught the Canellas, but then Lana revealed that she was lying and gave a nasty kiss to Lashley on the stage. All right. That was the only problem. Like, I, I, first of all, the promo was trash. Like, 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 like the promo. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened to her promo it's, skills. I don't know what happened. 
But that promo was dead. It was track. bad because she didn't and have then, the, the energy. Fan, and the fans shit on it as well. Going into the storyline, who knows how comfortable her and Rusev was doing it. So she's probably still working out the kinks and really living out this character. It's probably easy to do, to do the physical thing, but to now be vocal and social about this and really sell this character, it's probably it's, it's, it's not as easy. Moving on, after, after we saw that, Eric Rowan had a squash match, and he came out with a bag mm-hmm. or a small baby carriage, whatever it was, because we already alluded to what we were seeing early in the night. But he sat it by the announcer's table, and Vic told Jerry to scoot over. He didn't want to be close to it. <laughs> I, I like I like um Roman's character work in this situation. That he was like telling him, like, don't touch it. <laughs> like when the <laughs> he said when the match when the match was over, he's like, yo, did one of y'all touch it? Like he, he was he was really concerned about whatever the fuck that's in that, you know, that little case character yo, thing. It is it's a treat to watch him. I'm a rowing guy now. I ain't gonna lie. So I'm glad to see some type of effort in protecting him. I know it was a squash match. I don't want to see him do too many squashes, but as right. long as he ain't losing, fine by me. Next yeah. was the Viking Raiders versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. And it was great to see the Viking Raiders not being a squash match. It wasn't not a squash match, really. I mean, though. they got pushed though. They had to, it was a very it was a competitive match for a short moment, but think about everybody else who hasn't even put up that much of a fight. True, but that was practically the Sin Cara Drew Galloway match. I mean, Drew um McIntyre match just with tag teams. To True. me, you know what? You got a point there. Well, <laughs> you know well what damn, I guess NXT UK had a rough night. God damn, they, they most definitely did. They took all the L's. Yeah, because they flat out beat Webster and Andrews. <laughs> I thought that. NXT UK will have a great night being that they were in their hometown. Well, not their hometown, but in their, you know, their region. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah, they should have, because I thought they should have debuted, you know, put Tyler Bate out there, or even Mustache Mountain. They didn't have to go against the World Raiders. Yeah, and to, to come to think about it, I'm, 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 I'm going to agree with you with the Pete Dunne situation. Pete Dunne should have had some type of role in the show, even if he wasn't going against Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. That would have been fire. OD fire. I shoot. You don't understand how much I want to see that. <laughs> One thing I am glad that they did do, and now it builds up the anticipation. They confirmed that at Survivor Series, we will have AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Another match you call. You call that one. Instant classic. Uh, <laughs> let's hope. Let's let's hope they give it an instant classic. Let's Early. hope. It's an instant classic. Early on. And and then on top of that, they revealed Team Raw. Mm-hmm. And that's Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre. That's not bad. That's not a bad look. That's not a bad look. That's Team Flair and Team Hogan put together. In a, <laughs> that's a fact. The condensed version. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens is the only new addition. And I, I hope this is one of those moments where Raw is so stacked where it feels weird to see Kevin Owens be in the, see, see him being the spot that he's in. Mm-hmm. Especially coming off of all that momentum that he had on SmackDown. And they killed it immediately once he got drafted to Raw. Because now he's just he's just there. But hopefully we get the Kings out after Survivor Series because there's so many big fights that they can have. They can have multiple big fights every Raw because it's a stacked roster. They just need to know how to, I guess, shuffle the deck. Yeah. And that's all it's about. It's about the pairings. 
If you focus mm-hmm. on making everybody look strong, then all you're going to get is a bunch of squash matches and a bunch of matches that don't mean anything. And if you keep on having all these interferences and DQ, we're just not going to have no, I don't know, no some some definitive results of who's who, who's running the, who's running this shit. Right. right. We don't know, you know? The past two weeks, Seth Rollins got disqualification. It's just... Right. You know, um, last to close the show was that six-man tag match between an OC and Randy Orton, Umberto, and Ricochet. And yo, the Street Profits ain't the only ones that wanted to smoke, bro. Want to know why? Why? Because Ricochet's interest came with all of it. <laughs> Fact. Bro. But that arena wasn't foggy. Yeah, they yeah, they put the fog they put the foggers on high that night. Yo, I thought, bro, I was like, what's going on? Is 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 Undertaker coming out? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All I know is that Ricochet kept on going though with the program. I, I saw him notice that it was too much fog. He was just like, whatever. But he's I give him his props for being so dope to still continue it with all that fog in the ring because you're doing flips and shit. Right. How are you still doing it? He's not human, bro. Oh, let, 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 let the announcer say it. He's a real-life superhero. I know. I mean, they say it every day. Super, <laughs> he see Spider-Man, and the next week he's... Daredevil, he, he <laughs> all on the Flash. Word. Nightwing, he's, he's all these people. <laughs> right. But that match, it delivered. It mm-hmm. I think it would have got four stars on 2K. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was one of those good matches. I think the spots in there were all clean. And then that RKO was out of nowhere for AJ. We saw it coming. But it was out of nowhere for him, and I liked that realism because it was a nice setup and play. He made it look like he was gonna RKO um, Ricochet, but it ended up RKOing AJ. So is Orton a tweener? So Orton has to be a tweener because is, yo, after, yeah. After the match, after the match, he says, "I do what I want, where I want, to who I want." Exactly, and that was one of those things I was gonna ask you, like, "Yo, is are we now?" seeing Randy become the super hybrid version of himself. Like, this is... Remember when Cena became Raw in SmackDown? Right. And Undertaker became Raw in SmackDown? Randy Orton, obviously, he's not going to probably go that route, but being that he's Mm -hmm. an active veteran, what better way to hybrid, make a hybrid version of himself and have it be where, look, I'm at a new level. As a matter of fact, I'm on God level. I do Mm -hmm. whatever I want to whoever I want. Whenever I want, wherever I want. Now I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. I I think it's a good spot for Randy. Now we can probably see him have limitless feuds on Monday Night Raw on the A Show. True. But True. um, before we even find out if he was a tweener, I just want to say it's good to see Umberto, Umberto, Umberto <laughs> get a victory finally because he has been losing week week, and he pinned right. A. He pinned AJ. So yeah, that was dope. That was when Randy Orton was indirectly telling us then that he was a tweener because he was messing with Ricochet's head and then RKO'd AJ. So that was like the, the clear-cut signal. Do you think Humberto going to be next in line for the United States title shot after Survivor Series? He already had a title shot, but they that may put him in a spot just because he they'll make up something and say that he got the pin. You know how they do. Right, right, right. I gave this show a 7.9. Mm. We didn't get Ray mm. Brock, and it wasn't terrible... It wasn't terrible. As a matter of fact, I'm giving it a 7.5. It ain't a 7.9. They just lost point. Because I just realized, no Ray, no Brock. Yeah, this show got a 7.5. I'm giving it a 5.7. <laughs> <laughs>
because I didn't feel I didn't feel nothing. Like this, yeah, this has been a very lackluster show this so I don't know what it was. I just I just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't one of those good raws. I don't know what it is. I get you. I get yeah, you. Yeah, but um, ladies and gentlemen, we got a new segment for you guys. It's our brother slash sister of the night. It's the brother slash sisters of the night. And my brothers of the night, I will it will go to Randy Orton and Ricochet. Randy Orton, okay. Ricochet are my brothers of the night because they told a story in the beginning of the show and it ended off. So right. they, they they kept the needle going. My brother of the night is that thing in the case with er, Eric on, because I want to know what the fuck it is. <laughs> so whatever is in that little thing, I want to know what it is. So that's my brother of the night. So until it's revealed, it might be my brother of the night for the next couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Brothers of Destruction Podcast. Swing back around next time for another episode. I'm your host, Anthony King. With your brother, Daquan Donovan. And we out of here. Peace. Peace.